We need to up our game and shit. We need to do comedy butt naked. Right? <laughs> 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 his eye socket off and his uh, eyeball fell out. White women keep kidnapping us. <laughs> Y'all seen the blind side. Aren't you uh, glad we have that disclaimer? Uh, I'm glad you have some. It's going to come in handy for this This week's episode is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Mention the voice part and get $200 off your first graphic rap or color change. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the The Voice Party Podcast. That's I, right. I'm, you got to get a shot of the sign. Now. I'm mad because two years later, I just noticed I put welcome to the The Voice Party. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> he just saw it. <laughs> Welcome to the the, the voice, voice party. party. I'm gonna have to fix that. Wow! I am your uh, guest co-host, Jesus Cruz, and I'm here. The camera's right there. I know that's what I'm looking at. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> and I've got uh, Phil Spruner on the ones and twos and the twos and ones. What's cracking, crackers? Oh. He he stands for the flag, kneels for the cross, and sits on Jesus' lap. <laughs> I actually got this shirt at the Republican booth. By Jesus, I, I, by I, Jesus, I he, by Jesus, he means Jesus Cruz. Yeah, no, you ain't sitting on my lap, dog. <laughs> uh, and then we got the host with the most, the creator, <laughs> JD Arandia. What's up, baby? How you doing today? Thank you for so. Did I say in. that right, or did I say it like Corday says it? Uh, Corday, I give up on how he says it. I don't even know how he says it to be honest. But he does roll his R's now, and he that's concentrates on that. Yeah, it's Arandia. But you don't really roll your R's on that though. Not he really. Arandia. But he does it to to make me happy. Yeah, and I appreciate it because effort is missing in the world right. right now. Yeah, there's definitely no yeah, effort right now. We have an extra the <laughs> because we want to make sure we have enough letters in yeah. case somebody blocks one of them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. I've always wondered, uh, for both of you, oh, girl, does being that? able to roll your R's make it easier to please women? Yes. I don't know if that, you know, I think if I was in shape. <laughs> but you're saying words to them while you're doing it. Perro, carro. So Maybe I'm thinking dog, I'm having cardiac arrest yeah. right now. <laughs> so it's sexy, but it's not, you know. <laughs> Perro. Why, 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 why do you ask? Are you curious? No, just, what I it feels like that. I can't roll my R's. You can't roll your R's? Try it right now. Uh, I'll, I'm going to give you a word, and you're going to have to roll the so R. Your wife is not happy is what you're saying. <laughs> roll the R Look, in I voice party. I wouldn't recommend marriage, all right? <laughs> I wouldn't recommend marriage with you. I'm not going to lie. I'm a very difficult person to be in a relationship with. Or in a podcast, I'm, I'm or in a friendship, <laughs> or in a space of work. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm detecting some animosity, Jadles. <laughs> do we do, do we need a sidebar? Do we need to bring it to the red table? Uh, all right. Are you so gonna kick him out of the? Uh, no, he's the last one. That he, I, <laughs> the he, last it one it might just. It's chat. either gonna be me or him yeah. left. And it's then gonna be JD with a cell phone, <laughs> yeah, holding it out because he didn't even buy a tripod. Oh, it's gonna be you <laughs> as a host and him as the main. Oh man. We already, well, we already did a wrestling talk. That, that's, that's what all our, our shows will be about, wrestling. It, it, you know what? I'm not going to lie. It does sometimes, like it's this weekend, the voice party, I appreciate you coming. Because it did feel like this is the last day before the CEO announces that we're bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> all it's the like, co-hosts are gone. Guests, guests are canceling. It's just yeah. like we're falling apart, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a sign of the times. It's a sign of the times. Should we call it quits? I, people ask that. 
So who are asking that? I don't know. I'm who's just, who's I, asking I, I, no, that? No one's asking. Is there a that. poll? Do, can I'm we just, do a poll? <laughs> we could. Should I mean, we is stop? Is it really that hard to produce this show? It's not. It's not. What, what were your What was your question? Sorry, was there? Uh, don't get married. What was, uh, sorry, I was talking about cunnilingus, but go ahead. Oh, that's a. I so. Um, are you are you ever worried about that? About not pleasing a woman? No, more? that there's a there's a, you can get cancer from uh, what? oral sex. Yeah. Oh, fuck. cunnilingus. I don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck? Uh, no, just. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll be it'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, if you're gonna go out anyway, that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely worse ways to go. Yeah. Yeah, like not getting hit. Is that really a thing? Yeah. Oh fuck. You didn't know that? No. Where did you see this? Uh, we heard, well, okay, right. I heard about it from Damian Montes. <laughs> oh, oh shit. But it's true. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, what's oh, his name? If it's from Damian Montes, don't you fucking dare true. roast my friend. All right. No. Um, you don't have a sound effect for Damian. No, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, was that actor name Michael Douglas? Right, he had that. Okay, yeah, he had that, and there's a. It's it's actually like a popular thing right now, where like that's a thing you get from. Uh, that's the only time I've ever heard of it. Really? Yeah, and Michael Douglas is not that relevant anymore. So yeah, I mean, he was an Ant-Man. Good, man. He was an Ant-Man. If you said Channing Tatum, then I'd be like, oh shit, I'm gonna be worried. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this it, it since it is Michael Douglas, it, it gets you at the end of your life. Right. Not right now. Where? Well, I mean, how old are you? How I'm, how I'm, how much older is Michael Douglas from you? Oh, probably hella. <laughs> What about Kirk Douglas? Oh, yeah, that guy still alive? Was dead. Is he, he dead? Died. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So, um, going back to rolling my R's, um, I don't, I don't think that really. I mean, I think that's just a like a like a something. I, I, I don't think that helps. It's not like I'm saying, you know, down there. <laughs> Unless you do, I don't know. No, you don't really do. Right? That. Yeah. 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 But it's fun to say. Phil thinks it's true. You know what, Phil? It sounds like someone that's never done oral sex to a woman. That's something you would ask a someone that has. I'm sorry to us. Us rolling R's is like white people saying the H and whip, 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 whip. Is that really white people? Yeah. Oh. What? Do you say that, Phil? Who? No, I don't say that. <laughs> what? Who does that? <laughs> you know what? I always have a hard time figuring out what's your accent from. You have an accent to you, and so, I don't know if you realize it's a little it. East Coasty. It's so like here, East Coasty here, and South a little bit, maybe. Here's the thing. I used to I used to date this chick who lived in uh, Las Vegas, right? Okay. And like the f uh, first time we like met in person, we were talking at one point. She was like, "Oh, you have an accent," and I'm like. Girl, what you talking about? I ain't got no accent. Because <laughs> this is just how I talk. Yeah. But that's not even like, it's, uh, what, like, okay, where'd you live most of your life? I was born in Oakland. I was raised in Richmond. Yeah. So I'm pretty gangster. So <laughs> where's that from, though? I don't know. I'm like, I can't figure out where that's from. People have asked I just like the beginning of the episode where you said, big boy raps. Where the big boys play? Where the big boys play? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you, like, speak with the tip of your tongue touching and buying your teeth. Is that what you do? Oh. I don't know. I think. So you can satisfy one. I have, <laughs> I, I have another friend, and we both have, like, Similar like speaking cadences and stuff. Uh, you talking about Rigo? No, it's my other friend. Okay, you, Rigo and you have the met. same thing too. But in high school, I we figured out that like it must just be like 
an amalgamation of all these things whoa, we whoa, like. Whoa, 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 that word? Oh, yeah. So it's probably it's like, scary. it's probably like a little bit of Cartman, a little bit of Bart Simpson, a little bit of Gilbert Gottfried. Just all these weird pop culture things that just like, is it like mush together in our had head. Because uh, trans- you, you also speak louder. I don't know if that's something, that's a, that's a nasal thing or something. Oh, I, we, I think we talked about, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or if it was like in the group chat or the meeting or whatever, like, because Corday does the same thing where like a lot of times we'll be talking oh, and then oh, people oh, will like oh. cut us off or interrupt <laughs> us or start talking over us. Oh, yeah. So we both just start talking louder and faster. So, it we, changes. Can actually, oh, yeah, so yeah. we can actually get our point across and, and change the change subject. Yeah. OK. All right. <laughs> Look, there's a reason we got rid of Marcos. OK. <laughs> Oh yeah, we fucking hated that guy, dude. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. No, 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 no. I, I, yeah. I, people are gonna think that we don't like him anymore because of this. People thought that about Gasper. That's true. Because yeah. we did that whole episode eulogizing yeah. Gasper, yeah. which started out as, "Oh man, you know what I'm gonna miss about Gasper," and ended up with, "And another thing I'm not gonna miss about Gasper." <laughs> yeah. At one point, you guys had like 14 motherfuckers up in here. Now you're like the 20th. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday we had Chris Posada. Or uh, two months ago we had yeah. Chris Posada. And today, and this all it's, like, all it's like the the open where you used to have people's like names and pictures, like that was like a five minute intro. All these people, it's a long list, man. Like, it's it, and it's it's weird because, um, I kind of got used to the last two guys, I forget their names, <laughs> but it's all it always feels like it's it's always it's always gonna be changing because. Um, I mean, you know, I try not to get upset or anything about it because, you know, people get sick. Fine. That's 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 understandable. And also name a project you started and it stayed the same people forever. Uh, well, yeah, that does stuff as often. Probably. Yeah, I you started off as a rockers. Now you're just Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I know. Right. And then eventually DX. And I was going to say, at least Michaels. you're not Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Speaking of wrestling. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of old wrestling videos lately. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck I ended up here. I know about Edge's move to AEW now. I'm like, I never was like. I mean, I was a a wrestling fan back then. Now I'm like deep invested. Yeah. And And I'm not at all. Really? I I have no idea what's going on now. Like, I knew he had Edge was back in AEW, but I went to an AEW show with buddies of mine just to go and, and hang out. But I literally like every other person. And that came out I'm like who's that Really Who is that You don't know who's who is that? Who's hot right now No I, I mean I do As far as like clips That show up online But I I've, I got into it Because The algorithm showed me That like AEW shows Got like no people Coming to them have you seen so okay i've seen i've seen is that. that like propaganda from wwe well okay no i'll so i'll say this um i'm, I'm kind of like with you i don't watch a lot of modern wrestling I, I have a casual thing i keep up with some stuff here and there but i'm not like watching dynamite every week i'm not watching raw every week right when i was in high school i watched fucking everything i watched tna i watched ring of honor i watched wwe i'd watch stuff from japan and mexico also because i had my own backyard wrestling thing and i I wanted to absorb as much wrestling as i could so i could appropriate all their ideas and make it my own and whatnot but now i just kind of fell off from there with the the aew thing we, we don't know for sure what the general consensus is when they booked all these shows CM Punk was on the roster. He's a major draw. CM is he really? 
there there they were do here's here's how big of a draw he was he's no longer in the company he's still their top merchandise seller wow and so now that he's gone they booked all these big buildings but now since he's gone attendance has dropped so that's why they brought an edge they're gonna probably start running smaller buildings at some point since they don't have the drawing power of him anymore Right. He was that big of a star? He was. He, he's still their biggest merchandise seller, even though he's not with the company anymore. So they're going to come to Richmond High School sometime. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Richmond Auditorium. The Richmond. Uh, which might be big th- for them. I don't even, yeah. They just, did a, they just did a Lucha show there my buddies were in, and they packed it. They did? Yeah, they packed it. All the way? Uh, they packed the bottom level, and I saw a couple of uh, 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 folks. How, how, what, what's the, uh, I, I don't know how, what's the biggest Lucha show you ever produced that i ever produced yeah. as far as draw wise yeah. not that much like 500 maybe like some places size uh yeah like a gym like bigger a high school gym uh yeah, no it's, yeah it's do you size. do you have to sign like a waiver for the wrestlers like if you get hurt i'm not sure you can't <laughs> sue me listen let's talk about something else <laughs> uh <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, never mind. Okay. I mean, you not necessarily. Is that a, is I mean, that a thing? I mean, uh, not speaking your personal right. <laughs> but no, like. any, anybody that gets into wrestling kind of knows the risks and, okay. and what they're going to be. Now, building by building, they'll have different rules. Uh, you have to have insurance up front for if the, you want to be a legit company in a, at, in a like a wrestling venue. promotion. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if you're doing it at a gym or someone's whatever. Places are a little bit more lenient than others. I've been, I've produced a show at a gym where they did ask for waivers to be signed. And no one had a problem with it. And they're like, oh, here you go. You know, you need to sign this waiver. That's the biggest thing that I, if I, like, I, we had that Lucha show in Richmond that uh, they produced recently. And uh, that's the, the first thing that thought in my mind, like, when producing any, like, I mean, fuck, going from comedy to music was such a big deal, you know? Right, right, right. And then I just think, like, all the things that can go wrong with, like, the people, uh, apparently there, the people that built the stage were totally separate from the people that uh, were the wrestler, brought in the wrestlers. So, like, what if these fools fuck up with the ring? And then, yeah. Is that. Like I said, going into it, people know what. As a, as it's a performer, a risk. Yeah. they already know the wrestler taking off the bat. I haven't, I haven't been in a position where. Uh, someone has tried to sue me or, or any event that I know of if, if a wrestler got hurt in the ring or outside. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's not even wood. So whatever. it's not, because yeah, everyone knows. I've had people get hurt in training. and So uh, you actually had trained, you used to train people. I did not train people. I used to be part of oh, training. Yeah. Okay. I never like finished or anything like that. I would just, since I was the one that opened the gym for these, for these guys and girls, I'd just get in there because I'm there, you know, okay. I'm like, oh, you might as well get a workout out of it or, or learn how to bump or learn, learn this and that. But as far as like actually getting trained and performing, no, I did backyard wrestling like film. No one trained us or anything. We yeah, just went out there and broke his fucking neck from that, dude. <laughs> How you feeling, uh, Phil? Does your neck still bother you today? Like I know we talked Every about day. since the last time we we talked. Every about day, it. really? Yeah. Like, I'll, is it worth it? I'll wake up. I'll crack my neck. It'll sound like a deck of cards shuffling. Oh fuck! Do you have anything like that? Any fun like that happening? Uh, I messed up my knees, and this is was this wasn't during uh, backyard wrestling. This was during lucha libre training because we used to train at this boxing ring in Salinas. And you know, wrestling rings have a little bit more spring. They're yeah. not they're not like really soft or anything like that, but there's a little bit of an impulse that you get <clears throat> when you when you jump on a 
wrestling ring versus a boxing ring uh, that has absolutely no, no give. give. It's hella harder. Yeah. Uh, I did a I did a corner drop kick on somebody. So basically, you whip a guy in the corner, you run, and you're supposed to kick as high as you can. But I didn't have enough room between me and the person, so I had to like kind of shrink my legs a little bit. So I landed on my knee, uh, and that bothered me for years. Uh, and then I did a thing called a monkey flip over somebody, and I overextend like overextended it, and I hyperextended my knee, my left knee. So I had both knees that hurt for for a while that became problems. I'm fine now, but it wasn't nothing major or anything like that. Did you do you think you would have? Uh like, do you ever think back, like, I wish I could have been a wrestler? Um, yes and no. I mean, when you watch it, when you're younger, yeah. And that's why we did backyard wrestling. And then working in wrestling back uh, backstage, you get to see, like, the bullshit and the politics and the, uh, the way— Corruption. The, yeah, the, 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 the carny, carny-isms that go— uh, behind the scene, how much they try to take money from the student and— um, and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of bullshit. Like you really have to be dedicated to and being willing to deal with a lot. Uh, the business has changed, in my opinion, from what I can see from schools nowadays, uh, than than from back in the late '90s to early 2000s. Um, I don't know, man. Do you, do you think it's changed for the better? Uh, as far as um, the way you're treated. Yes, as far as because uh, back then it was more old school. It was like you know, and I'm talking about guys in the '60s, '70s <clears throat> that didn't want to train people. It's like, no, you're gonna get in here. We're gonna beat the shit out of you until you quit. And it was until you, you know, people. Oh, you saw people keep coming in, coming in. You know? So it was always like big, burly, fucking dudes, uh, big lumberjack types. You know, and now in wrestling, it seems like everyone can do it now. Like, there's a lot smaller guys. There's yeah, which is they're fine. Not all, they're not all fucking jacked right. up on juice. Yeah, yeah. But it's like now wrestling's ba- it's a thing that everyone can can do. It, mm-hmm. It's not like you don't have to be jacked anymore. You don't have to be in shape anymore. <laughs> Especially the indies. Like, dude, yeah. you see people that are so out of shape and so like not prepared, but they're on a show. But there's also like a lot more craziness in the indies that like could get people. There's. I, I was gonna say, and I think you and me might be on a similar page with this. Like the style of wrestling has changed. A right. lot like you look at like the attitude era, and you'd have something like the TLC matches, and it'd be the craziest match you've ever seen. And now it seems like every single match tries to do that, right? And it's, I do still love wrestling, but there's a lot of wrestling that's just kind of cringy for me to watch now because. When I was getting into wrestling, even though we all knew it was fake, they still wrestled like they were trying to make it real. Like you could believe this is a real match going on. Right. And now it's just flippy dippy stuff with no psychology. Right. People will get hit with stuff, immediately get back up. You'll see people sitting there waiting to catch the dude yeah. as he does the plunge. Like they don't try to make it look real anymore. Right. And that, I, I hate that. And, and it's funny because I grew up watching Lucha Libre, which a lot of it is considered that no, doesn't have a lot of psychology and flippy. people flips, all that stuff. But even that ha- has its pace uh and then the indie scene started emulating lucha libre with american with japanese but i'll give you an example there was a promotion called it is i don't know if they're still around pro wrestling gorilla are they still uh they are they haven't done a show in a while the owner tweeted out that uh there's like a medical thing going on with his wife and so he hasn't been promoting shows but they're right. still around so yeah so it's an indie company that started uh when it was mid 2000s early 2000s something like that uh 
great shows like they put on some great shows but the damn shows took forever man i was like we're there for three fucking hours and i'm like dude i want to go home like okay christopher daniels is wrestling aj styles this is great but it's a fucking hour match iron man match and then that's not even the main event like now you got this guy and now this guy is doing some fucking canadian destroyers and all this and that and oh my god i so do you know what the Canadian Destroyer is? No. It's a flipping pile driver. So, like, the dude will grab you like he's going to give you a pile driver, and then he'll do a front flip, and the dude taking the move will do a back flip, and it's a flipping pile. It used to be the dopest fucking move. In, right. like, 2004, 2005, when Petey Williams first started doing it, it was the most amazing thing you'd ever seen. And now it seems like everybody does it in every fucking match, yeah. and it doesn't mean anything. Same thing with, like, dives, like... I'll be watching Raw or whatever. Every fucking match has a dive to the outside. And it's like, it doesn't... Like, the more you do something, the less it means. Like, nothing means anything anymore. Yeah, there's too much of a lot going on. Even even watching WWE here and there, or even AEW, just even getting in the ring, everyone has to have their own their own little thing that they do at the, in the ropes or on the side before they even get in. Like, no one actually gets in the goddamn ring like anymore. Like, just walk in there. Everyone has to do a little flip or a little twirl or a little thing i don't know it's just to me it changed a lot i sound like a bitter like older fan and stuff but i I, there's still stuff that i watch i still go to indie shows around here and there's certain wrestlers that i do enjoy still speaking of indie wrestlers around here i want to ask you because i think it's funny i I don't know if we we ever did talk about this because we've had you back the first time you came, I don't think we ever had a wrestling episode with you, right? Uh, I think we, no, we did, yeah. we did, we did. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know if we talked about this because I think you told me this off camera. Because one of my favorite, um, like, I, I'm not, I don't, I, I mean, I did watch WWF as a kid, but I kind of fell off as an adult, and I always liked watching. You know, it's fun. Like the other day, I, I uh, what was it like six months ago, almost. Watched my first ever live lucha show. I never seen right, it right, live. Right. Never got to see WWF live, and it was fun. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, right, I right. was into it. And um, but anyways, long story short, my one of my favorite films is uh, Beyond the Mat. Yeah, and like I didn't know shit about that part. Like I didn't really not not that I didn't know. I just didn't care to know. You know. Right. And um, in that episode, in that movie, there's a guy that was named uh, Gabriel, what was that guy's name? Roland Alexander. Roland Alexander. Um, that was your friend. Uh, he's someone I knew, yeah. He's someone I worked for uh, for a year. Um, the reason I ask is because uh, um, I was watching an interview with Jake the Snake, and he didn't like how the guy portrayed him in that film. And you right. also said that uh, Roland, Roland didn't like didn't the way he was portrayed. What, what, what did you think? Like, uh, like, what was it that? they got wrong or i don't think they got anything wrong <laughs> oh no no i mean that's that's the way he was like, that's just wrestling i've talked to uh the other one of the other stars from michael modest uh we're really good friends with him uh, you guys shot something we, we did a documentary on him and we're working right now on him on a separate on another podcast that's coming out soon uh but yeah he'll tell you like no that's exactly how he was man like that was the truth you know uh, he wouldn't pay people and you know a lot of it's paying your dues but it's like okay how long are you gonna pay your dues and are you really just trying to t- teach people to pay or their dues because abusing. of business or, or is it because you're you're taking uh, money taking money yeah, yeah. yeah so of course it was 100% about the money I mean if you're running a school like that that was a so like, it's like in comedy only doing bringer shows right yeah yeah, yeah that's uh, like you're doing um, if, if that's your sole um, 
a business that's the sole way that you're making money then yeah of course you're gonna try to will you get heat now for saying that's exactly how no hell no i mean beyond the mat said it so after beyond the mat it kind of opened the doors to like expose of wrestling um because that was the first breaking kayfabe thing right more than uh wrestling with shadows or in no there was another one called uh, um wrestling exposed or pro wrestling secrets exposed yeah they had one in the 90s where it was like right. pro wrestling's biggest secrets yeah. revealed and they they kind of explained like some it was it was really hokey it was like do you remember the masked magician <clears throat> it kind of had like that similar vibe to it where but he the, told how the tricks are done but even uh, but even in like i want to say it was like the 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 80s they like news outlets were doing like expose on uh on pro wrestling yeah, yeah. that's they they like had interviews but they, yeah. they used to do well, like there i just remember his name there's that they did the thing with eddie mansfield where he showed like you know how wrestlers blade themselves yeah. and and whatnot yeah but as far as like big exposure like uh secrets of pro wrestling exposed which michael modest was also a part of under a mask uh, that was also another, uh, I don't know if he got blacklisted from it, but it, you know, because beyond the mat, that's what it was too. It was an expose on, on wrestling and how, how shit went down. Um, so after that, it's like kayfabe is dead. Like no one's, no one like, but, but it's like, is it even needed? You know, like people still like yeah. it. People well, still, like, here's, oh, 100%. here's what I'd say. Like, I always hate when people are like, oh, you like wrestling? You know, that's fake, right? I'm like, you know, movies are fake, right? You know, it's like, yeah, I get Santa Claus isn't real. I still want the mall Santa to give a shit, though. Like, I do see. Okay, uh, when you when uh, that's like an argument, like you like movies, and and I I I do like it. So I'm not saying you know I can see why somebody wouldn't like it, because I mean, it's it's a difference between like a championship game, uh, for Warriors versus whatever whatever you know, and and it's like the last game of the series and it's a championship and the level of excitement in wrestling the fans are in on it though that's the difference right. they they know how most likely they're going to drop the belt to blah 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 um but i i i think when people say that they're like you know it's 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 a predetermined thing and it's like i'm not gonna yeah. yell in but chat. to me that's like going up to people in line at the mall and be like you know that's not really santa right you know yeah. santa's fake right it's like yeah i hear you i hear you yeah, you're right. And there's definitely still an entertainment factor. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't be drawing. Like WWE wouldn't be drawing what it draws, or hundreds of thousands, or of or, yeah. or how many people have had a career in movies after that. Like it's it's a big part of pop culture. Yeah. All right, let me let me ask you this, Jesus. Uh, what's the jankiest indie show you've ever been to? Oh shit. The jankiest one. Uh, it was definitely a lucha one. Uh, actually, here in Richmond. Really. This was years ago. Uh, it's just very not well put together, uh, and, and so after we di after we started the scene because we did start the scene. Uh, I've always been very modest about this statement, but no, we did start the lucha scene here. Lucha uh, libre with Mexican flips in, in the Bay Area. Well, the style has been on forever, but as far as the training school and wrestlers that came out of the school, we were the first ones to okay. do it. Um, and then after that, people offshot and did their own things because they think they could do better but what happens is that they don't have uh, uh, any sense of putting on a quality product so they'll bring in guys that don't train yeah. they don't have fat wrestlers that are sh out of shape yeah or you know don't have ring gear proper ring gear like they'll go up in sweats and or go up drunk there was really no no um seriousness to it it was like oh let's just get drunk and, and go lawlessness yeah and but what that does is that that 
that uh, everyone's going to go to a show like that and then think any other show that's put on is going to be like that. So there's one in Richmond. It was at a boxing uh, gym. <clears throat> it was a very small boxing uh, I think I know. Ring. I forgot the name of the spot now. Uh, DF or Azteca? Oh, shoot. I don't remember, dude. I don't remember the actual name. But I went up to the promoter, and I was like... And I was there with another wrestler. That's the only reason I went. And I, I told her, I'm like, hey, uh, you guys are using a boxing ring? Oh. And she looks at it, and she goes, yeah. This is a wrestling ring. What are you talking about? I'm like, well, this has four ropes. She's like, oh, what about how many ropes does a wrestling ring have? So that was my first clue. Like, you don't have no idea what you're doing. And just for people that don't know, what does that mean? Oh, so the boxing rings have uh, four ropes, yeah. and they're they're loose. They're, they're not ropes, ropes. Yeah, they're not like spring cable. No, there's no spring cable. You definitely can't do anything off those ropes. Um, and they're just meant there as a barrier, you know, for for the boxers to kind of so they don't fall out if they get knocked out. In a wrestling ring, you need, there's rope ropes too, but they need to be tighter. Uh, They need to be cable, uh, um, preferably cable. That way you can jump and spring and and go and run and hit the ropes type deal. Um, So that was my first clue. like, you guys have no idea what you're doing. And sure enough, all the wrestlers were doing the same move over and over and over. So you're watching the first match and they were doing things in the match that they did in the main event. So it's like... No one did anything different. There's no communication, dude. There's restricted like, from... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, usually with, like, a wrestling card, you want to kind of build. Yeah. Like, you want each match to kind of be a, a step up from the yeah, previous yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. You want it all to, you know... Bl- gel together and tell each match tells a story and then the card itself tells a story and the main event should be the biggest spectacle of it all and so if the opening match is like doing dives to the floor and using chairs and doing flippy dippy stuff it's like hey well what's the main event supposed to do to outdo that what is what do you mean when you say he's telling stories like how like I, that i've always undertaker i saw an interview with him saying that he watches i forgot what guy and he loves how he tells a story on on the ring and yeah. i kind of to me i don't know what the yeah. fuck that means well i mean it's no different than like in, not a, you know, in a movie like if you watch like rocky when he's fighting apollo creed at the end that fight has a story of you know rocky getting his ass beat and yeah. overcoming oh, the odds to to go toe-to-toe with apollo creed yeah. to the point where like you watch like the show the struggle yeah and like oh, you yeah. you watch the first rocky movie and like everyone's telling him to stay down mick and adrian are telling him to stay down and he fucking has the the fortitude to pull himself to his feet and yeah. the crowd goes crazy all he did was stand up and it's the most exciting part of the fight God. that's yeah. that's what wrestling is there's a psychology yeah. where like, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio would, did flippy-dippy shit in their amazing match at Halloween Havoc, but they still told a story where every move they did meant something. Yeah, and you're on the edge of your seat, like, what's going to happen? Yeah, Who's like, going to win? So, like, when the day they did that Lucha show in Richmond recently, when that girl fought against that mask guy, that, like, a skeleton mask guy, and then she was, like, struggling to, and he kept dr- knocking her down, and the whole crowd was, like, cheering every time she did something? Was that what you're, like... Yeah, because you want you, you want to elicit emotion from the crowd. You want the crowd to give a shit yeah. who wins and who loses. You want each it, move to tell a story, and, like, oh, shit, how are they going to get up from that? Oh, shit, you know what I mean? It's also good, like, uh, Modest did a, a good example of that. For example, Modest used to do... Um, a dragon suplex so basically you grab a guy from the back of the neck like this and then you you bridge over oh, and the guy shit. goes over yeah so he goes to do it twice in the match boom boom oh 
no, that guy's not letting him. Boom, okay, boom. That's, oh, he was going to do something big to him, but the other guy didn't let him, so it must have been something that was going to mess him up. Okay, boom, now they do all their shit. Oh, shit, he's got him again. He's going to fucking do it this time. No, nothing. So until he, then he Once does he it. he finally does it, it's a big Oh, spectacle. the crowd fucking pops. Like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. That makes so sense. So, like, that. you remember, like, so when The Rock would finally get the guy in the in the position and he'd do the... And then oh, that's the, when people's yeah, yeah, and that's when he's yeah. like, oh, he's finally gonna do it, and then he would get interrupted, and then he finally does it. And it's a big ass fucking yeah. Yeah, you want people to give a shit about what you're doing. Otherwise, why bother like throwing yourself at the ground if people don't give a shit? Why bother getting thrown through the flaming table if nobody gives a shit? Yeah, you know, if you're gonna put your body on the line, it should mean something. Yeah, another janky show was in San Francisco. Uh, it was this lucha promo. It's always fucking. I love lucha libre, bro. But a lot of if it's not done right, if it, it could be the jankiest thing you've ever seen. The promoter didn't have the ring on time, so the doors were opening. Let's say at five, the ring wasn't even there. <laughs> so everyone outside waited for an hour and a half. Okay, now the ring's there. Oh shit! They haven't opened the doors yet because the promoter doesn't have the money for for Change. La Parca, <laughs> oh. uh, for 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 one of the main eventers. Oh, they don't have his money yet. Fuck. So I literally saw La Parca. He's a very popular Mexican wrestler. Yeah. He went outside. He didn't even have his mask on. He had like a scarf to kind of hide his identity. <laughs> he grabbed the promoter and took him to ATM to physically get money out to pay him before he he opened the doors. Like oh. I'm not gonna wait. To you, for you to tell me you don't have the money because honestly dude for a show that big there was only like 30 people in the crowd no way and they they had the price at 20 dollars i think to get in and then they jacked it up to 35 like at the door oh no 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 now it's 35 it's not 20 no more so it's like dude yeah this guy lost his ass he almost got beat the fuck up because he wasn't gonna have the money to put this event for la parka for anybody all the any wrestler yeah, yeah. how much do you think that happens a lot where end of the night comes all of a sudden that envelope with your name on it yeah. just went missing who knows what happened to it yeah how much do you think you'd have to pay a wrestler like la parka like at his level for oh for i mean i don't want to give out of like figures is it in the hundreds or the thousands uh it can be thousands uh, especially when he came off tv and i'm not saying him it's, i'm just saying like that yeah level. if a guy comes off television uh they're obviously gonna ask for more money because they they were just on tv right on national tv yeah yeah so they, they'll be able to charge more yeah so i'll here's here's the jankiest wrestling show i ever went to uh this was i was in college so this would have been like 2007 ish uh, is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like we had to take a dirt road to get there. No fucking street yeah. lights. Uh, there's fucking haystacks everywhere outside the venue. Like middle of nowhere. It's at a church of all places. Um, like this church had like a gym, and so we're there's fucking Jesus on the cross right there <laughs> above the entrance. And then on the card was Mustafa Saeed, New Jack's tag team partner. Yeah. And then big ass dude. Yeah, but then the craziest part is then like the 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 timekeeper, like the people who ring the bell and the people who play the music are like these three silver-haired old white ladies with Coke bottle glasses. And so it was just a trip seeing Mustafa Said come out with gangster rap music playing, and there's just these three <laughs> old white ladies yeah. sitting there, look like they might as well be crocheting. Uh, the ring broke like after the second match, so they had to go to intermission early. And then intermission was like an hour and a half while they tried to fix the ring. And they would have, they had fans try to help them fix the ring. So there was like seven or eight dudes from the crowds like pushing on turnbuckles and people climbing under the ring trying to reconnect cables. Yeah. 
it was the jankiest event I've ever been to. They did a raffle and it looks like they just raffled off stuff they found in the church's basement. There was like plastic gumball machines yeah. and picture frames and just yeah. the most random <clears throat> things you could find. And I'm how many people? There was like 15 people there. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, those a are... wrestler that was like on TV, you've seen what's the <laughs> least amount of people you've seen someone with like actual TV credits wrestling wise uh, on a show like on a small show? Yeah. Uh, it it got to be crazy, like, to be on TV and then go do... <laughs> it's the equivalent of when I yeah. when I got to open for Felipe at uh, almost a 1,000 people there, and then the next day I did Copper Spoon with, like, eight people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen a show with Juventud Guerrera, who was on TV, maybe 200 people in the crowd. Uh, Vic really? Grimes. That's not, that's not, okay. Vic Grimes, like, five people. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't any fault of them. It's it's the promoter, the promoter, especially a lot of promoters back then, Bay Area promoters. They wanted to go out in the cuts because they're like, oh, there's nothing going on up there. But they're still fucking. No, no, no. I'm talking about oh. Ukiah Angels Camp. Uh, oh, shit. Like, the fuck up there, man. Uh, Lodi, um, you know, places like that. I, I, <laughs> I got to visit a lot of small towns and because no small of, towns because of wrestling because we used to do the filming. Now, for well, the, here's, here's the thing about <clears throat> that is. And, and you know about this. Uh, when I was in high school, me and a bunch of my friends were huge pro wrestling Iron fans. Yeah. And I remember we went to what ended up being their last show out in Lathrop. Yeah. And I remember the show being awesome and having a great time and it being a lot of fun. Great fucking experience. And then fast forward 20 years later, I'm hanging out at Jesus's place. We're watching the tape and there's like 15, 20 people in the crowd. Yeah. And... I didn't realize it was such a bad house at the time, but looking back, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. what the hell happened there? Because you were excited to see Is the it show. this Lathrop or San Leandro one? You know what? It might have been San Leandro. San Leandro. It, was, it, was, it was when they had, uh, was it the Steel Cage match? Yeah, San Leandro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like uh, Thornstowe versus Malachi. Yeah, yeah, that was San Leandro. Yeah, there was there was an, a, a big crowd. But yeah, man, I mean, it, 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 200 people for a guy who was on TV. Yeah, when when I did lucha shows, man, we packed 400, 500 people when wrestling was in a uh, um, healthier. No, 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 not not American wrestling. It wasn't, but lucha since nobody was doing it consistently here, we we were drawing well. Okay, because what, what like what what's drawing well? Uh, like I said, people? 500. Let's say 500 in a, in a gym. Okay. With with um, I need to add this part with no names, meaning just local guys. Just local guys. Wow. You know, and that, and that says a lot. I'm like the people did want to see this on yeah. a monthly basis. Um, and and then a lot of promoters that uh, would tell me, oh, you can't do it this Sunday because SummerSlam is there. It's like a lot of these people don't give a fuck about SummerSlam, and we proved it. Like there's hella people here. Like no, you don't want to book it that day because WWE has a pay per view. I'm like, dude, you gotta understand, this is a different crowd. Yeah. You know, and then shit now, fucking, there's lucha shows like almost every week. And there's they're bringing in a lot of people. For the most part, that's 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 like a, a thing that like. Um, when you create an alternative, people come out like, yeah, there's Cobbs and Punchline and all these comedy clubs, but like the Don't Tell and the local bar shows still have hella people show up now. Right. I mean, not as much as maybe right after the pandemic, but there's going to be people to come to your yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. See, and, what's, what's it, and then it's all about mar promoting it right. Right. See, I was right. going to say, what's crazy is when you really think about it, like the wrestling business isn't all that different from like the stand up comedy business. 
Right. The motor gives you your time. You know, you got five minutes, you got seven minutes, you got 12 minutes. It's all about bringing in a crowd. If you can get a name, that's more people in the door. That's more ticket sales. That's more money in your pocket. You know, there's politics behind the scenes. Sometimes you get booked based off of who you know. Like, there's a lot of similarities between the two industries. Yeah, no, for sure. And is that that's what made your shit an easy transition to comedy, no? Um, you started off wrestling first. I started in wrestling, and then I started promoting comedy. Um, fuck, 2009, somewhere around there. Because I had Frankie Creeper. I had Pete Munoz. I had uh, Johan. I had Butch. Brian. Chris Storin. No, Brian, I didn't know Brian yet. Uh. Riggins. I had Riggins on. Uh, dude, to this day, one of my favorite shows to go watch was Chris Storin's house shows. Did you ever go to those? Uh, I know. I remember. I remember. <laughs> this was in, yeah, in Oakland. East Oakland, right? Yeah, East Oakland on top of this uh, Mexican it's bar. By his chimney, right? Like in his chimney. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, it was so... I was just talking to somebody about this, man. It was like... You know, the, the the living room was filled with, like, fucking pot smoke, and we were drinking yeah. and just watching everyone kill it, like Butch and Chris and all these comics, man. And that's what made me like, oh, dude, I want to I wanna put shows together, man. Yeah. So I hooked up with Miguelense in Oakland. Um, Where you took us to eat, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we started doing shows there, and we it, did. It was, we, it was me, you, and someone else. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, so uh, I think they ordered like three, three times. Yeah. <laughs> they ordered like eight fucking tacos and two yeah. burritos. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, and we did good shows there. And then I told Chris Thorne, like, hey, man, I, I want to try it, dude. I, I, he's like, yeah, go ahead, man. Go here, go there. So, and that's when I did it in 2014. Really? That's when you hosted, you promoted your first. No, no, no. That's when I went up. Wait, is that right? I've been nine years. What's what's uh, twenty three minus nine? Nine years, so that's twenty uh, fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just saw a Facebook memory of a show I did with Corey Robinson. Oh yeah, yeah, Showtime. Yeah, two thousand fourteen, and that was uh, one of my first shows I got booked on. That was like yeah, a year after I started stand up. Right, it's crazy. Yeah, but before then, were you going to shows? Were you like meeting people? No, I kind of met um, the first. So I started. I started, uh, uh, I went to, this is where I met Corday. I went to this, uh, uh, Contra Costa College had a comedy show and it was at, uh, this place called the Boiler House Restaurant. Did you ever go to the Boiler House Restaurant in Richmond? You ever heard about it? Was, was, that, was that the one by the marina? Yeah. With I, the, th I think I went there. Nice-ass place. I think it's I beautiful. went there once with a buddy of mine to see Gaspar do comedy. There. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's where, so, where I met Gaspar. So these shows, it was uh, Johan, uh, this other guy, Jose, who I introduced to a few people, one of my friends that I went. That's the reason why I went there. Mm -hmm. And Corday was on the lineup. So Johan Corday. And um, the headliner was Gaspar. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. He used to come out with a guitar and do funny-ass jokes that I later found out they were kind of like his spin on uh, um, Jack Galifianakis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was funny. He he was always the the headliner for those shows. Yeah. And I, I got in touch with uh, Johan and, 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 uh, and Gaspar there. We went out to eat at Nations after a show, and I just picked their brains. At that at that point, I was... I was uh, I was helping a friend of mine. Uh, we were doing raves. <laughs> right, 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 right. And it just got too crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. But you had that interest in promoting or being... It, it was... So what I used to do with the raves, I used to do, like, I don't know, you can call them raves or just parties. I used to be on the microphone, oh. give it up for DJ Mike, and then, yeah. and then I liked it. Yeah. I liked the microphone thing, and, and that's how I kind of got into... And just hanging out with Johan and, and Gaspar, 
they're the ones that talked me into trying stand up. I don't even. I'm like, have I ever shared this story? No, I don't remember. I probably, I don't know. Yeah. But that's that's how I got into it. Yeah. And then I told Johan, if you want to produce your own show, I can help you. And then the first show we did, uh, or, or first show he did, he hosted. And the second show, he he asked me to host. And he, I think you're funny. I think he just said that, so I would host it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, like when I started promoting wrestling, uh, like promoting, promoting, I was like 21. Uh, and I was naive. Like, the reason I failed as a promoter is because I wanted to be fair. <laughs> it sounds it sounds <laughs> fucked up, but yeah, I wanted to pay people fairly and and, and do and, things. And you like, didn't make money, much money. I, I could have made more. Um, you were cutthroat. Yeah, and when a lot of other promoters that have been along around longer than me weren't, like I found out later, like I was paying this promoter because I was using his ring and his wrestlers. So there was okay, there was a set price, and of course, like I said, I was young, so I they were taking advantage of you, no doubt. Um, but I'm like, okay, so here's the money for the ring plus for the wrestlers. Then I found out he wasn't even giving the wrestlers nothing. Wow. But these guys were just cool with me. That didn't, they, they never said nothing. And so I was like, hey, by the way, you got your pay? Oh, no, no, he doesn't pay us. Like, what the fuck? Like, wow. that, that was part of the deal. So then I'm like, okay, I cut him off. I'll do it directly. Then yeah. we got our own ring and, and all this and that. But yeah, you have to, so, and, and beyond the mat, we're talking about beyond the mat earlier. Roland Alexander has a quote that says, You have to be a prick in this business if yeah. you want to make it. So and then now I guess gonna, that's why I didn't make it. They're going <laughs> to run through you. He says that. They're going to run yeah. through you if you don't. Yeah. And I was there when uh, they premiered it in San Jose and Roland was there. And the people were, during Roland's parts, they were laughing out loud. They didn't know Roland was in the room. Oh. Not that they would have cared. Yeah, yeah. But it was so, it was surreal. Like people are laughing at this dude <laughs> and he's right there. Was it, was it like that scene in The Disaster Artist where Tommy Wiseau is watching the room and everybody's laughing and it's supposed yeah. to be a serious movie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. Because it, it made it makes it made it like I mean, so it wasn't. I, I always wonder why Jake the Snake didn't like how they portrayed him, but I guess because well, he, he got him smoking crack and 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 you know said hell yeah it won't work if you don't pay me right. crack type crack. deal and of course yeah but that's the rawness of the documentary that's what. Barry Blostein, who also did uh, Coming to America and uh, Nutty Professor, and so I always thought that was. Uh, uh, oh, that's the guy that did those movies. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, he did those oh, movies. Oh damn, I didn't know that. Okay. So so it was uh, it, not weird, but it's kind of cool. Like, oh, dude, he's a wrestling fan, but he did all these all these other movies. But he's a but he's a huge wrestling fan. So um, this is what wrestling, I guess. Uh, what that movie did to me as far as like wrestling went and especially now that I'm watching I, I hella like watching uh, stories like um, I listen to podcasts about wrestlers more than comedy right? more than anything right now I listen to um, like Stone Cold interviewing people or, or other podcasts where they interview wrestlers or they, they're like the, 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 the dark side of the ring right right because I like hearing about what goes on backstage on something that I really know much about. Right. And one of the things that I like, and I guess it makes me appreciate it more now when I go back and watch like videos of raw and all that shit. Me, I thought the only time these fools perform is for the raw show. <laughs> like that's the only time they're performing when I see them on TV and, right. and that's it. They're like, Oh, that's not bad. You travel the world. And then, but according to what like undertaker stone cold, all them in their podcast say, no, that's just the shit that was filmed. Like every day, they're in a different city, probably doing smaller shows, house shows. Yeah, yeah, live. Yeah. Uh, do you guys, you guys remember Maven? 
Yeah. Dude who one time. Yeah, he's I, he's got like he's got a, a YouTube channel YouTube channel. Now, yeah, and he he's, he breaks down like how pay and WWE worked and all the stuff, and he breaks down his schedule too, where it was like you do three house shows, then you do a taping, then you fly home, then you're home for one day, then you got to go to the next town for the next set of tapings. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, they were always on. Like they were on every fucking day, and I guess some of them I know. Like, we were doing small... Like, when I saw the Beyond the Mat, I was like, why is Bret Hart doing that little show for... Uh, well, it looked like a small show for... Oh, for, for Terry, Terry Funk. Funk. The first time he retired? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, because it, 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 it's a respect thing, you know, like, okay... But that happened. Like, match. that the champion would oh, go yeah. and... Wow. I mean, shit, there was even... Uh, wasn't there a show with, like, Benoit and Regal that was at a small place, but it was a... Uh, I forgot what it was for. There was... Uh, this was, like, I think, like, 08... But there was like one like indie show in like a high school gym, and John Cena was the referee for the main event because John Cena went to that high school and they were yeah. like raising money. Yeah. And then Vince McMahon showed up too and did a run in during the main event. What? Yeah. yeah. Was that? Yeah, you can find it. It's on yeah. YouTube. Like I think John Cena like went to this high school and they were putting on this wrestling show as like a fundraiser for like the school's athletic department and john cena was like i'll show up if it'll help sell you tickets and he like yeah. was the special guest referee for the main event and vince mcmahon showed up unannounced yeah. and did like a run-in during the main event i'll see if i can find it and i'll send you the link do you guys how do you, like do you guys oh going to that's that all these stories i guess it makes me appreciate this more because it, it is it is a thing that like people talk about and it's like, oh, that corny shit. You still watch that shit, like right, for right, kids. Right. No, but yeah, once you, once you find out how much how much goes into it and how much you know pain. what the people go through. Yeah. Also, right now, when you said that Stone Cold podcast, I was I, I, I was funny when I heard it because uh, he interviewed Fluffy. Oh yeah, Stone, Stone Cold had Fluffy in there, and it's, I don't remember if this was the first time they ever met or whatever, but. I was listening to the podcast, and the podcast starts with them laughing hysterically. It's Stone Cold's laughing, Fluffy's laughing. I forgot who was with Fluffy, but they sound faded. Like oh. it's just like laughter, hey, and Stone Cold's trying to catch his breath, and Stone Cold tells the people like, "Man, I I fucked up, man, because I'm I'm doing my own recording and I, and I'm pushing all the buttons, and we're here talking to Fluffy and we're doing tequila shots and we've been talking for an hour and I realized I didn't hit record. Oh <laughs> shit! So they had to start everything over again. So by the time that they started, they were faded. They were hella fucking drunk because they thought they were recording this whole time. Jeez. But Stone Cold forgot to hit fucking record on the thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, where is a, you, his podcast is not available on YouTube, huh? Uh, Stone Cold's. Yeah. Oh, this was years ago, man. So I, I don't know what the now he's got the broken skull thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, he had he started doing like his the own WWE podcast. Uh, well, just on his no, own. On his and own. It was audio, like yeah. how we started. Yeah. And then he was doing two. Because he had like two sets of sponsorships, and so on one show yeah. he wouldn't curse, and then the other show he would curse because some sponsors were okay with it and some wasn't. So he was doing yeah. two shows a week, and then WWE was like, "Well, we need content for this network we started." So then he signed a deal with to do a video version of his podcast <coughs> for the WWE Network, and they did that for I think like two years, and then the deal ran out and it wasn't renewed. And then now he's doing another one called the Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah, that's his so. own. That's his own. Did he see? Well, that's for the network as well. But well, and it's like I watched the A and E thing about him, and you know how he never he did try to do acting, but that just wasn't 
his thing because that's what everyone is doing now. I mean, I would say his best role was in The Longest Yard. <laughs> this is how the white man play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Hey, but how are you out of it now completely? Like, no wrestling? No, no more, like, not, I mean, not, not. <sighs> Wrestling, like you're not gonna ever try to do wrestling anymore. Promote? But like, promoting, yeah. Uh, no, not wrestling shows. Um, we're still involved with Indie Handshake. Uh, we do documentaries and uh, or show archive matches that we have because we have a lot of footage. From, yeah, which you put a whole local stuff documentary together on. We've that. done three now. Yeah, we've, we've we did three documentaries and one a year, I believe. We think we did. Yeah, we did the modest one. Michael we Monters. did the one on Bay Area wrestling that we wrestling. got to work with Jericho on, and then we did the Bison Smith. Bison Smith one. Uh, so there's more coming. Um, we're just I'm just doing uh, on my personal time, I guess, or my personal project. I'm doing another documentary out in February. What is that about? Uh, it's called Soul Searching. So uh, my Soleros documentary, which was about record collectors, this is a continuation to that, but this one follows a group in the LA area. And this one I went to Japan for to get footage of this collector who brought his soul record collection to Japan. And they were just loving it out there, man. Like they like the oldies out there. Um, there's a, you know, a subculture of Japanese people that that are into that style the, of music and they're into is that the same ones that are in lowriders and and like Chicano yeah they they, uh, they love the Chicano and the Mexican style and uh, or, or as Felipe said in our interview that's like their version of being goth <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but yeah I mean that's uh, yeah so I'll, I'll always be a part of it I mean I get I get hit up all the time uh, by companies like hey can you recommend some some guys, you know, we or or, or women that like we want to do some shows and yeah, I mean, talk to this person, that person. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll always be a part of it in some in some way. But like, is it uh, like right now? It seems like the internet because you were doing this shit before internet was what it is now, right? right? Oh hell yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be easier to do it now? I'm not saying like if. if if you wanted to do it, it'd be a lot easier now. For you. Uh, like promoting? Yeah. Um, yeah, somewhat. I mean, there's just too much now. There's there's a lot of promotions in the Bay Area. When I was... There's actually Lucha Productions now? Oh, yeah, there's a couple. Oh, um, shit. Not all of them are worth watching, but... Um, there's some good ones out there, man. I mean, it, um, he works with One uh, Revolution. They're, they're doing good shows. Uh, they, they do quality quality events is that the ones that did the one in richmond yep okay that was good that was that was a that was a yeah yeah um so yeah there's that and um fuck what was the question <laughs> i forgot <laughs> would you still like oh because okay. like no. you're you're you got a bigger reach now i mean i would think I, I was approached recently about doing a show in a venue in brentwood uh but i don't know man an emporium yeah oh, okay yeah they want to have there okay they want to have it there and uh because the guy that one of the owners of there, him and I used to do lucha and metal shows. Oh. Uh, but I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't have the energy for it right now. Um, there are other events that have to do with wrestling that I am working on, like a film festival um, of just like lucha libre and wrestling related documentaries, uh, documentaries, and movies. Uh, there's that one that I'm working on right now. But as far as actual shows. Or you were just at a film festival in Salinas recently with one of my homies. Oh, Masa. Masa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it was a screening. Yeah, yeah. They got it. It was at uh, XL Public House. Um, yeah. Uh, you ever done comedy there? No, no, no. I'm That's a great up, uh, room for comedy, bro. Uh, booth, right? Michael Booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hit him up. Also great room. Masa. Yeah. But dude, I, I loved it. Like it was in the basement of the yeah. Place. That's and, and it gets 
I've done it twice now. Uh, the last time I did it for for um, for Booth, it was uh, it was packed out and and it was just. I guess there's not a lot of. Com- I mean, there's comedy there, but not like right a lot and everyone came out man yeah yeah no no i'm yeah. gonna definitely do that room um but yeah no they did, did a great job there's three two filmmakers myself and another filmmaker we showed some of our movies there and they got a really good reaction so yeah it's a good it's a good town man like it's growing it's they, they're trying to do more um art events yeah yeah i mean like it's like the thing with salinas i always feel like it's uh like they used to have a bad reputation and now there's like a lot of arts artsy yeah. projects coming out of there yeah there's gordos yeah. flacos all kinds of people coming out. yeah yeah dude I, like i said we used to train in salinas for for lucha libre bro oh for real yeah so it was a trip like i've always had i've always had some kind of connection to that to town. salinas yeah yeah it was so funny man because we were we shared the we shared the ring or we shared the the gym with boxers so we would be in the ring doing lucha libre, and then we'd watch the boxers, and they're fucking over there sparring and sa 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 like really fast. Yeah, yeah. All that shit, and then they'd stop, and then they'd look at us, and then we'd look at each other, like, oh shit, uh, like these kids like, yeah, you you like, get this fucker, yeah, yeah. We're like, we can't, you know, we you're can't taking you're up. taking fake hits, and they're taking yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're like, oh shit, they're looking at us. Like, Let's do some flips. Let's do some flips, dog. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, um, yeah, Salinas is growing, man. I did one comedy show there, but it wasn't for, it wasn't for that venue. It was a different venue. Um, oh shit, we got the light, dude. It's always a sad moment <laughs> when we get the light. I mean, you still, <laughs> you, I mean, I guess. I you, mean, you still got like five minutes. That's just a five minute. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Well, um. Uh, before we go, you got anything you want to plug? That, uh, that no, you know February? What, before, before we oh, yeah, 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 let's yeah. talk more about comedy right now that you go say for we it, got go the for light. Because uh, we both recently did the San Jose Improv, man. Yeah. Like, their open mic. Was that the first time that you had to deal with, like, a clock? Like, is that the first time that you actually saw the fucking minutes <laughs> go by as far as just getting lit? No, the first time was, was uh, for the Felipe show. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they started, like, it started from like from one minute like whatever the second started yeah, counting yeah, yeah. off and then i know i had like you know i know how much time i had so i just kind of was mindful of that yeah but no i i i did look at the light at the yeah and i ended at three uh what was it two minutes and 57 seconds okay and bryant at two minutes and 58 seconds okay so we like right on right on time yeah 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 Yeah. that was weird though because i kept looking at the numbers i was i was hoping it would count you down oh <laughs> counting up and i'm and we were talking about one of the uh, teachers that you guys had here i'm terrible at math dude yeah so i was staring <laughs> at this thing you have and I'm n- like, numbers dyslexia <laughs> oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then i work for tv and production so it we always count down. down that's true yeah so it was counting up and i'm like oh shit hold on i gotta add uh, i i know I have a you know at two minutes I have a minute but still and it's see- a trip because you can't really see it from right, right. from uh, on the side yeah it's yeah. a weird it's 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 not weird in a yeah. bad way but it's a good it's a good stage but it, it was weird to like look at instead yeah. of getting the that all that that's what I'm used to fucking bar shows and, yeah, you know, yeah yeah fucking, yeah yeah your fucking phone when you're going over when you're going over <laughs> to this yeah yeah but uh, it was just a trip man I I ended right at zero like right at three but it was weird because I was seeing that shit like oh fuck I'm counting up I'm counting up I'm counting up <laughs> what day did you go were you Wednesday were you the most recent one where mean Dave one yeah ah damn yeah 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 fuck I was I was on that one um. 
And then what sucked about it? How did it feel though? It was fine. I mean, I was ready. I was pumped, man. I was I was ready to go as soon as they called me. Yeah. I was there with Lester, and uh, Lester and I had been there last month, but we didn't get called up. But that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Coming to find out, they didn't they didn't even register. They didn't register your name. Fuck whatever. So they registered me this time. I went up. And then I stayed for feedback, and then the club owner didn't see my set. He apologized, and I'm like, "Oh shit, okay, well, I'll, he, I'll, I'll be here next month." He didn't see my set, my my day either. Yeah, um, it was weird. But then um, he did see it for the for the showcase. But I mean, shit, keep going. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got lucky, man, because that first day I went, I got to go up, and I ended up getting it I was yeah like, fuck all right that was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoever's whoever's up there thank you uh yeah. uh it, it and like cordesa i guess now i'm past and i had an opportunity to, to i just replied to the message late oh damn <laughs> i could have featured for cypher uh-huh. jay cypher oh shit i mean i don't want to fight yeah fuck it it doesn't matter yeah yeah, yeah 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 but um i mean i'm hoping to get more more opportunities and go and i don't know i think for me i kind of i'm in a weird place right now where i kind of want to try to see if i can like that's the first time that's ever happened to me at a club right never been at any club no and i mean you know i mean i don't know if i'll lose weight but i want to at least get past the clubs (laughs) unhealthy comedian too i'm keeping the comedian part Uh, (laughs) i'm sticking to that like that's you know Hey, why not both, fool? Yeah, I know. Well, we'll talk about that some other time. But yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no, we got another hour, you saying? We got another hour, Phil? We got to fill in another show. Let's just talk about... That depends, hey, Jeff. Hey, how do you feel, <laughs> Phil? How are you feeling, Phil? Okay. You all right? I'm all right. I'm just... Okay. Yeah. You ready to you give us a lie? You get it. I, I noticed something about Phil when you give why us a light. two mics? I don't, I don't know. I just... <laughs> when, we, when you give us a light and, and we're going over like way more than 10 minutes, I hear... <sighs> <laughs> I'm because I'm fat. Like, oh, so okay. sometimes I'll just like mute the mic, it, so I'm not like, dude, I caught breathing my, into. I, I caught myself. I heard myself breathing earlier. Like, oh, oh, I did too. That's why oh. when I you, you guys notice I yawn a lot. Yeah. Well, one, I'm tired. I'm also fat, <laughs> and I have sleep apnea, so I'm like. Well, my wife will be like, "Why are you huffing and puffing?" I'm like, "I just put on my socks." <laughs> I was, I've been playing uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Online with my kid. Like I, I got me, a, I'm not a gamer, so I just yeah. got this to play with him. And he's like, "Dad, I can hear you breathing." I'm like, "God damn." <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm feeling it now more than ever. I think I'm bigger than I've ever been. Oh yeah. Clothes are fitting tighter, and I'm I'm sitting in a desk now. And you need three microphones. And I need three microphones. You look like you're giving a statement to the fucking press. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, Christopher Walken in the in the the Batman Returns when he's uh, giving that speech right when uh, jo- uh, oh the penguin the penguin comes. Why is there always someone who brings eggs and tomatoes to a speech? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys got anything you want to plug for 2024? Uh, I have a, I'm have. i going to have a new Instagram. Uh, follow my current Instagram for comedy type and personal shit. Uh, JXCruise510. But I have a new page that's coming out this week called El Filmero. That's the new uh, oh, production shit. name for broad, uh, documentaries. That's E-L-Film-E-R-O. All right. Uh, I'll hey. say uh, I'm going to pressure JD to finish that project he started last year. So that way I can start on my next thing. Uh, so hopefully that'll be out. We'll, we'll, we'll get it done. We just, there's some. That's what you said last year. That's what I did say last year. But you know what, dude? Be patient, all right? Sometimes things need time to breathe. And um, 
Um, I, I I think we need to change it up a lot. Clearly. I think, did you Clearly. see it? Clearly. I think I sent it to you to watch. Uh, no, you oh, did not. Oh, well, fuck it. Well, that. You sent me a trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Oh, but let me see the. Let me uh, you want to see the finished I'll, I'll copy? Watch, I'll watch it tonight. Damn. Do you still have it so you can send it to Didn't him? Didn't I send it to you on Drive? Yeah, you did. All right, I'll Anyways, check. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk, we'll talk about right. off air. That's been the voice party. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Out. Anthony K is here.